0: Well boys and girls, again welcome. We're so excited to have you share your First Communion with all of us. Today is a very special day, and it's a day that not only will you never forget, but this parish will never forget. And I can tell you why. We have a book in the parish where all of your sacraments are written down. So anyone that's ever been baptized from this parish, their names are written in the book, and then when they receive First Communion, their names are written in the book, And then when they receive confirmation, their names are written in the book. If they get married, their names are written in the book. If you become a priest, your names are written in the book. We do that because these are important events in our lives. These sacraments are really such important things. And so your lives, boys and girls, will never be the same after this First Communion. Because from now on until the rest of your life, every time you come to this altar... You can receive Jesus into you, and he can make his home within you. I remember growing up, one of the things that I loved most was sleepovers with the cousins. You know, those would be like great times when you could just go stay over their house, and you'd always ask your parents at the last thing, can we stay over? You know, and maybe you'd break them down, and you'd you'd get to stay over. And those are things that you wish that would go on forever, right? Um, And that's what happens in the sacraments, especially in the Eucharist, that Jesus is like a Perpetual sleepover. He's staying with you. He's staying in your heart from this moment on, onward. We write things down that are important. So, you probably have a birth certificate, right? We write things down that are important. Do you have a um, marriage certificate if you got married? If you graduated from high school or college, you probably have a diploma with a date written down on it. We write down things that are important. If someone has died, a death certificate is issued with the the date written on that. And the same is true for our faith. So we come from a faith of word and tradition, scripture and tradition. So our tradition is what the scripture has been born out of, but scripture is the written word. It's the written word of God, the inspired written word of God. Now here's the thing we write down things that are important right so the scriptures are the writing down of things that are very important i was talking to a parishioner after mass last week and um we were talking about our faith we we're talking about the scriptures and um you know he asked me the question he just said you know how do we how do we know it's even true how do we know this is true he goes especially if you think about the last year with everything that's going on with the fake news with all of the you know the, the confusion and everything how do we know it's really true and that that really hit me you know and as i was praying with the gospels this this weekend jesus says the same thing to the disciples he says to them after he comes and appears to them they're startled and terrified and he shows them his hands and his side and he says to them why are you troubled and why do questions arise in your hearts Look at my hands and my feet and see that it is I myself. Touch me and see, because a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you can see, I have. I've just read to you from the written word of the Gospel of Luke. One of the questions and one of the things that is often said about Scripture, sometimes different uh, people that study Scripture will say different things about it. There's been theories about it over the years. And one of the theories that you hear often is the telephone tag theory. Like, Scripture was written not by the people that were actually there with Jesus, but like the next generation or the next generation. So, you know, it could have been written 50 years to even like 150, 200 years later. And you think to yourself, like, wow, if it was 250 years later, could that really be, like, accurate? Well, first of all, if it is the written and Scripture word of God, it was important, and so it was told accurately but the second thing is, that is really a myth. So I just want you to hear that if you, in case you're ever asked that by somebody else. Were the scriptures written 200 years after Jesus died? They were not. They were written and being written immediately there. Because we write down what's important. There's a great uh, book by Dr. Brant Petrie that if you're interested in this, I'd recommend that you read because he, it's a whole book that describes this process and how it happened for each one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But Luke says something very interesting in the beginning of his Gospel. He says, Since many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the events that have been fulfilled, so I want to just pause right there, since many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the events that have been fulfilled. That means there were a lot of people writing about this. It wasn't just the, the four, you know, the, the gospel writers. There were many people writing about these events that had occurred. So like right now, we have tons of news stories, right, from all over. And it's somebody, hopefully we have somebody almost, and it takes until it's over, you can look back and see what really was true. What really happened over this last year, as we look back on it. But he says, just as those who were eyewitnesses from the beginning and ministers of the word have handed them down to us, I too have decided. So in the back, eyewitnesses from the beginning and ministers of the word, the word is the written word of God, they were handing this to each other. They were telling each other the story and writing it down. He says that I too have decided to investigate everything anew. So what Luke is saying is, I'm going to look at all these sources here, and I'm going to figure out and, and try to figure out what is accurate and what is truthful, and then I'm going to write it down in an orderly sequence for you, so that you may realize with certainty the teachings you have received. Does that sound like a myth that was written like 200 years later? Like Luke's being very clear, this is real, and I'm writing it accurately, so that you may hear it. We hear John say at the end of his gospel, it is this disciple who testifies, so John himself testifies, these things and has written them. So John's writing them, he's still alive, so John was alive in the time of Jesus. And we know that his testimony is true. There are also many other things that Jesus did, but if these were to described individually, I don't think that I could fit any of The whole world could contain the books that could be written. So John is saying, I'm writing down every single thing that I can but if I tried to write down every miracle, every wonder that happened in the life of Jesus, the whole world couldn't contain it. You hear from these gospels alone that they're writing this down to be accurate. So I just want everyone to know these aren't like made up things. This didn't happen hundreds of years after Jesus lived. This happened while he was living, they were writing down the things. After he died, they were talking and sharing on the stories. They were all trying to do this as accurately as possible. And the kicker is, it's all guided by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is guiding all of them through the tradition, through our church, and bringing these together for us today. So as we celebrate these first communions, my dear children, you are celebrating something so important that it's going to be written down in our parish books. And what happens with each and every one of us is we experience Jesus for real. This isn't a myth. Like what happens today, you are going to experience the real presence. You will experience Jesus in his body and blood and receive him into you. This is something that is so amazing and and such a wonder and such a joy. And so, my dear children, I hope that you just open your hearts and you ask Jesus, help me to see you. Help me to feel you. Help me to experience you in this Eucharist. And all of us, too, that we may have this renewed encounter with our Lord. Because today, 2,000 years after Jesus suffered, died, and rose, we continue to read and proclaim the things that have been written down. If it's important, we write it down.